0: Yeah, yeah, was good, and welcome to the fifth episode called Eating Disorders. Eating <laughs> Disorders <laughs> with our special guest Sophie Grimmer. Hi, Sophie. How Hello. How you doing today?
1: Yeah, not too bad. How are you?
2: Yeah, very well. Not too bad. Uh, yes. So, uh, eating disorders. There's a few, few different types. Uh, you've got anorexia, bulimia, uh, BED, and OF OSFED, uh, which is like a uh, where your disorder doesn't. Uh, fit into the into the other three uh, specifically Um, and we're going to be talking to Sophie about the disorders she suffered from um, and how they've affected her life and so on basically
0: so if you just want to tell us a little bit sort of to start off when you first started to feel it coming on if that that's the way to say it
1: yeah Um, so I can't pinpoint exactly like when so I got the day. yeah, eating yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> disorder, um, but it was around my GCSEs. Um, I think one of the reasons probably I got it is because, as you both know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have s- a slightly controlling nature. <laughs> I like to control every aspect of my life, um, and I think doing exams and just the pressure, teenage pressure, Gs- yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much, kind of. Got to me. Um, I think to start with, I used food as a little bit of a punishment. Yeah. So, like, if I'd done badly in an exam or, like, I don't know, i just not had a good yeah. day, I'd be like, right, I'm not having chocolate or I'm not having crisps. And then I think it just kind of led on from there. And then, you know, I'd then be like, it kind of went from a punishment to, like, an achievement. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't eaten breakfast, let's say, it was like, oh, okay, well, you might have a good day now. Yeah. Or if I'd had a really bad day and then, like I'd had a really bad day, but I hadn't eaten lunch or breakfast. Yeah. Then it'd be like, okay, well, I've had a really bad day. My exam didn't go very well, but I haven't eaten. You haven't eaten yeah. said meals. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where it started. Um, and yeah, so I think I must have been about... 15, when it first started.
0: Because as we sort of spoken about my past a little bit mm-hmm. and obviously, I've, as I didn't say before, if you haven't noticed, obviously <laughs> me and Sophie <laughs> are siblings. <laughs> but obviously because there was no control sort of what was going on with me. Yeah. And because you had no control over that to start off with the bullying and then obviously the drug addiction. Mm-hmm. W- like, we've spoken about this in the past about it, but you also said, because you had no control over me, you had to have control mm. over something.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think, in some ways as well, with everything that was going on with you, you, I was, like, the good child. Mm. Like, I was the one that was doing her exams, and I was getting on with things, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they didn't have to worry about me. Perfect little princess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know me. um, But I think that's probably why the eating disorder went under the radar quite a lot because nobody really... I don't mean they weren't checking up on me or anything Mm. because, you know, mum and dad were (laughs) great as we were growing up. But, yeah, nobody... It was just like, oh, well, Sophie's just, you know...
2: Maybe you didn't see it as a bad thing. Yeah. So therefore, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just wasn't... I don't know. And I think it got to a point, I guess maybe when you were starting to get better, Mm. um, that people did start to notice. I remember we went to a family party and one of our aunts was like, said to mum, she was like, don't you think Sophie looks quite thin? And then I think mum was like, oh, actually yeah she does. Mm. And and I think then when people started to notice was then when I would start to eat but I'd make myself sick. Mm. Because it was easier. Mm. Um, Because then, you know, I could say to everyone, oh, you know, look, I am eating, it's fine, it's not a problem. But then I would go off and I'd make myself sick. Is that a
2: switch from anorexia to bulimia then? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was still, if I wasn't around, I guess around that time, I had friends like Vicky and Laura who were amazing Mm. and who, at the time, I probably hated quite a lot because Mm. they were the ones that were going... You know, you need to eat something, you yeah. need to look after yeah, yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. But I had other friends who were like, oh, you look amazing, like you, mm. you're fine, like let's go for a run, let's do this, let's do that. Um, and so with those friends, I didn't need to pretend. So I just yeah. wouldn't eat with them because <coughs> they didn't see a problem with it. But with my real friends yeah. and family, I would eat so that they thought I was eating. And then I would make myself sick.
0: Because there was quite a clever thing that you used to do with food, where so you would sh- so start off a meal, and she'd sort of be chatting away and throwing her food about, right? So, but never actually putting anything in her mouth, right, okay. but cutting it up and then hiding it under a bigger part of the food, right, okay, and see. then so as it, so you never really noticed that she wasn't actually eating yeah. anything. So the techniques sh- she was using, which sort of it's a little bit amazing to think that you have to
2: she went through so much effort.
0: Yeah. yeah. To just not eat th- at all. It was
1: a lot of thought and it was it was exhausting. Yeah. Like having to keep that. Yeah. And I think the thing is at the time, I was like, I have everyone would be like, Oh, you've got, you know, there's a, you've got a problem, like you need to be eating. But I thought I was completely in control. Mm. I thought that was the one part of my life that I was actually controlling. And if I want to eat, I could eat at any time. Mm. That was genuinely what was good. And even I think even when I was making myself sick, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing this because I'm not hungry. Or Self-validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than being like, I actually can't stop this on my own. Um, but I think it was, and it was a lot of lying and a lot mm. of like, you know, I'd say to my mum, oh, I'm eating out with my friends. And then I'd go out with my friends and I'd be like, oh, I've eaten at home. And yeah. it was a lot Wh- of lying white lies. to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: But sort of lies to cover your tracks.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: But also with, as we've spoken before, you had a partner who, I think, influenced you a little bit more to be skinnier because he he was quite manipulative mm-hmm. and he used to say that he preferred his girls skinnier. Mm.
1: Yeah. So I think I was about eighteen, nineteen when we got together. So I was already kind of making myself sick and stuff by that point. So you're about
2: four years into the illness. Then. Yeah.
1: Um. And I think, yeah, he kind of, <laughs> he used to say he liked the um, drug addict look. So very, very thin, very gorgeous. He loved like me. <laughs> yeah, <Your> he <head> <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, and um, so anytime, time, you know, I would kind of, even if I was like getting to a point where I was like, oh, I'm so, because I would get to points where you'd literally be, it was disgusting. Like you were sweating, I was, you know, my hair was falling out. It was absolutely disgusting. And so I'd be like, right, I really, really need something. I need a burger. I need anything. And then I might go to have, like, a bit of food. And then he'd kind of look at me like, uh, are you going to eat that? Because mm-hmm. you might put weight on. Oh <laughs> and <God>. so, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think being with someone like that as well, and we were together for, like, two years. And so that I was never going to get better in that environment either because I just couldn't. And I think it probably was around the time when I started to get better that actually we split up because I think I realised... I just deserved better.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and w- with it sort of now, obviously you don't have a... Do you still have a control on food now?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely isn't as bad as it was. I don't think that an eating disorder ever leaves you. Mm-hmm. I definitely like to keep to a certain weight. Yeah. And I know that if I eat certain foods, I won't necessarily stay at that weight.
2: I think that's quite normal in, yeah. in a general sense. So we all want to be yeah. a weight. You yeah, know
1: I, mean? I guess for me, if I, I'd never let myself like go past a certain weight because mm. I'm worried that if I go past but that weight, am I going to gonna then? Yeah. yeah. Um, but
0: you never let yourself do either. You'll never let yourself. Go no, I don't, the don't let myself go under either.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it is always there. Um, but I don't think I think I control food as much as anybody does. Mm. Like with you know, I'm on it. If you go
2: to the gym, you have to follow a gym plan. Yes. that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, controlling your food. And yeah. you know, if you snack out, then you're going to be angry at yourself because you haven't lost the weight you want to lose. so yeah. like we all have to. We all have to have some form of yeah. control. Otherwise, we'd all get really fat. You <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah. I think that's natural.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think in that sense, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but nothing that you know at the moment mm. <laughs> is a concern.
0: And then sort of. Leaning on from that is sort of talking about your obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. where you have to obviously living together. Me and Sophie are very two different people. <laughs> Sophie has to because of her obsessive compulsive, <laughs> <force, laughs> she has to <laughs> she has to plan everything by the book. Yeah, where for me I don't don't do that whatsoever. <laughs> But like, so there was a situation for New Year's Eve where Sophie <coughs> had planned a taxi and she was like, right, everyone. Like four
1: weeks in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and yeah. then like in, a, in her
0: head, she has to, Sophie has to repeat things. But she's mm. like, right, we're getting here at this time. She has to tell people out yeah. loud. So comes to New Year's Eve daytime. She's like, so everyone's g- getting in a taxi. And I, oh yeah, but there's someone else <laughs> coming. <laughs> I've so I've added a person. So I've added a person, but I'm just going <laughs> to get my own way there. And Sophie was like, well, what do you mean you're going to get your own way there? And in her mind, suddenly, the, for me, that the didn't matter. Because I there. could either just walk or call you yeah. or just get myself mm. there somehow. But for Sophie, it was like her whole world had just fallen apart at that point. Yeah, because you'd taken one person out and just added another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't and that's you not
1: what I planned for. No, yeah. That, yeah. Was that, not that was, was not your, your idea. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, for, but for you, it's... For me, because I don't think about it, yeah. like even f- when it affects other people, and like like we say with mental health issues, you obviously should think about the person more. Mm-hmm. But, w- but like, and I do it all the time, and sometimes I think about my actions before I do something, but that I was just like, why are you getting so uptight about this mm-hmm. for?
1: Yeah, we it had made, it Because
0: <laughs> it made perfect sense to you, but yeah. not to her, so... Because she was like... Because even though I knew I'd be able to get there, for Sophie, it was like, well, no, you were coming in this taxi with us. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, because it wasn't really about... I didn't... I mean, I did care that you got there. <laughs> I shit. don't mean that. <laughs> okay, <right. laughs>
2: she didn't. No, she didn't care. I
1: did care that you got there, but it was more about the fact that that was the plan. Mm. That was what we were doing. Don't change it. And I can't... It. Yeah, It. D- it's like... My brain can't then focus on mm. the fact that actually there's been a change in the plan, and, that's and how do I deal with yeah. that mm. sort of thing?
0: Because you, your whole sort of your whole life has to have routine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like it even
0: sort of going down to the smallest thing about your nails. nails yeah. On a Monday, and, a Thursday? Monday and Thursday. Monday yes! <laughs> Thursday. <it right>. Fantastic. <laughs> Spend too much time around your house. Yeah. <laughs> you, Yeah, but for you, you always have to sort of have it as a...
1: Like, I think, yeah, most people think that doing your nails is a fun thing. Mm. And for me, it's not. No. It's like, but it's a routine. So I have to, I have my weekday nails and I have my weekend nails. And they're all in an order and you can't break mm. the order. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the... Weekday ones are done on a Monday, and the weekend ones are done on a Thursday. Mm. And there's no. Bro- I would rather if someone was like, "Should we go out on a Thursday night?" Yeah. And my nails went done. I would skip that they night out. out yeah. yeah. And do my nails because it's the routine.
0: Is there anything in? So with some people who have obsessive compulsive disorder, if they don't. Do something in their mind. They're like, "Well, if I don't do this, then my family's going to die, or something horrific is going to mm. happen to me." For you, is is it a similar thing where you're like, "If I don't do this, something horrific is going to happen?"
1: I guess in a sense, I it just doesn't it doesn't even have
0: to be like your yeah. family or anything like that. It's I think
1: my thing. So, like going back to my nails, mm. if they weren't done, that is all I will think about for the next day and until they are done, pretty much. Yeah. But even then, when they are done, I've skipped that. Routine. You've come out of the routine yeah, yeah, so it's almost like it just I can't cope, and I get twitchy, and I get like, and then that's kind Irritable. of when the controls mm. starts to become mm. an issue again. Um, so yeah, it's not necessarily something bad like someone dying or something like just that. Just Don't want to rock but the boat too much. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: But in your mind, it's just gonna keep looping yeah. and looping yeah, yeah, and looping. Yeah. yeah. That's um. So also, we'd like so after you um realised you had a disorder and everything like that, you mm. then wanted to sort of obviously get help for it. Yeah. What? So you used a technique called CBT. Yeah. Could you just explain what that is?
1: So it's cognitive behavioural therapy um, and it, it's about changing the way you think about certain things. Mm. Um, so it's about changing your behaviour, changing your thought pattern. Um, so for me, really... My eating disorder, like with lots of other people's, wasn't actually anything to do with the food. Mine was a control thing coming from my OCD. Um, so it was kind of looking at sorting that side of things out first, which I know after discussing the nails and stuff doesn't sound like it's sorted, mm. but from what it's I came from...
0: healthier from then it is. Yeah,
1: I mean, you <coughs> know, I was having to... I couldn't get on buses because I couldn't talk to the conductor. bus driver. Yeah. Um, because I'd have to do the routine of what I'd have to say about 50 times. I had to check doors like hundreds of times. Hmm. So it was kind of getting that sort of thing sorted as well. Um, I think because I some because I have like uh, having to do that routine of like thoughts and stuff as well one of the things that the therapist got me to do was um, would it stand up in court? So it's like, oh, I can't get on a bus. Okay, well, why not? Mm. What you're in court. What is your reason for not getting a bus? Well, uh, I might get on and I might say the wrong thing. Okay, well, what's that going to... It's all about, yeah. like, changing that way of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, and, yeah, so I had to do that with... Yeah, so I had a brilliant therapist. Um. And I think without her, I probably wouldn't necessarily be here now. Because I think by the time I saw her, I was about five and a half stone. And cool. even at that point, I when I went to see her, I only really went to see her because mum and dad were like, you to, yeah, yeah, we mm. need you mm. to see someone. But even at that point, I was like, I don't have a problem. Don't really understand why I've got to see her. Mm. And it was only when I was with her that I was like... I do have a problem Mm. and I can see now that I do need help. Um, And yeah, so I think luckily we were able to go private because when mum first took me to the doctor, um, even at that weight, I wasn't, they didn't say specifically this, but I wasn't ill enough to be put into any sort of clinic. Um, And at 21 years old anyway, you're kind of over 18 and that's pretty much your choice. And, at that point, I was like, no.
0: So do you think it's harder once you reach a certain age then to get help?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think when you're younger, your parents can kind of, or people around you can kind of... More force. Yeah. Yeah, i will yeah. push you into it a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, but I was an adult <coughs> and nobody could force me. Nobody can tell you what to do. No. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no one, g- no one can tell me what to do. <laughs> and uh, no, no one could force me to... to Go into any clinic or get any sort of help.
2: And you believe you. I think you p- believe in what your parents say a lot more when you're under 18. 100%. When you become an yeah. adult, you're a lot more assured in your own actions. Mm. I mean, your parents are always right, anyway. <laughs> as yeah. yeah. As, as we've learned many <laughs> times. Hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, when you're when you're below it, when you're younger than 18, I think you you take what they say as gospel. Yeah. And yeah. once you pass that almost that that limit, then it
0: becomes a lot harder to uh, to solve.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think as well sort of leading back a little bit with sort of me and sophie both having mental health issues at similar times very different obviously sophie's was (coughs) um an eating disorder and obviously mine was a drug addiction Mm. but it's i think as well if people have um mental health issues at the same time when you're in a family whatever they may be it's very hard for your parents to sort of help you both if that makes sense Yeah, hundred percent. so like and I also think for years there was a conflict between me and Sophie as well yeah not really but well no one w- everyone knew I had a problem mm. but it wasn't the fact but and I always and I think part of Sophie's eating disorder like I said earlier was to do with me as well mm. where I ha- you were taking the limelight
1: <laughs> stealing it away Didn't get enough attention <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it to me <laughs> But it's
0: like where so, so, so like I was very aggressive mm-hmm. as well And Sophie couldn't control that aggression That I was giving Not just towards her But to friends And for anyone who really stepped in my way mm-hmm. But
1: And I think as well I was the one that was at home Having to deal with mum and dad And listen to them Talking about what they were going to do with you And where was Jake And is he alright And, yeah. and I couldn't c- control how they were feeling Yeah and you couldn't and control where I was no. either. Yeah, and you were never where you were supposed to be. Um, never. Ever. Ever, yeah. Is he ever now? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing's
0: changed.
1: <laughs> but I think, yeah, and you never had to deal. You just swanned in, like, Not you nothing know. Nothing happened seven, yeah. th- seven weeks later. Yeah, Hi pretty guys. much, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Bringing home... Absolute wrong <laughs> Into the shed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Into was the shed you go.
0: <laughs> well, that was the thing. So, like, people would just randomly turn up at the house. And I remember once where Sophie was like, well, who are these people? And for me, because I was just so out of my nut, I was like, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter to you.
1: I remember but one of your friends, me and Dad were in the garden and it was the summer. And he didn't even knock on the door or anything. He walked straight through to the back garden was like, oh, I'm just going down to the shed. We'd never seen him before. And then we went, mum went up to your room, was like, Jake, there's a friend outside. And you were like, don't really know him that well. He's and he just actually just wanted giving
0: <laughs> me drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come and on in. Our, but that was our lives.
0: <laughs> and that was it for years, though. But <laughs> I think part of the, like I said, sort of part of the thing is that sort of the control was so out of control that yeah. I think, I'm not saying obviously that, <laughs> my drug problem <laughs> was Sophie's, like, I'm the reason. No, no. But Definitely fed into it. But, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like like with anything. It's like and a catalyst. Yeah. And it was sort of similar times where me Sophie had already started to get help when I'd suddenly, like, quit drugs and had my serious mental breakdown. But it was sort of similar times where we were both starting to get better. But it's only been very recently that me and Sophie can really, like... I. F- I think with it as well you have to sort of especially when you both have mental health issues you have to sort of play it by ear with each mm-hmm. other and especially if you've struggled with each other in the past Me mean Sophie hated each other for years yeah Sophie hated me because of what I was doing and mm-hmm. who I was and I hate Sophie because she wouldn't let me be who I was mm-hmm. and like it was sort of like she had to control my life mm-hmm. essentially but now I realize obviously it wasn't it wasn't that at all and like she just wanted the best for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets better. And, like, she just wanted that sort of protection, f- f- like, to give me protection, mm-hmm. but that like, I never, like, took it as a mm-hmm. thing. So it's, um... But, yeah, on the right path now, aren't we, now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of <laughs> oh mm-hmm. Kicking off. <laughs> Kicking off. <laughs> what, th- what about, sort of... So, your sort of social effect on it, so, uh, like, social media. So how do you think when you were sort of... And maybe not even going through it now, but when you look at s- social media, maybe for younger um, kids or, like, younger uh, girls watching it, and boys as well... Yeah. ..who think they look at these sort of Instagram models and it's sort of like the perfect body sort well, of I think
1: thing. I think, yeah, when I was going through it... <coughs> social media wasn't like as big as obviously it is now um but even maybe like 18 19 that sort of age there was still you know i followed a pro anorexic um instagram account and where people would share pictures
0: explain yeah sorry yeah Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. when you
0: said pro anorexic i was like Surely that's not what she meant to say. Yeah,
1: so it's basically like you get Instagram accounts, there are websites where people share pictures of themselves, like how much weight they've lost, like, and then people are liking it and saying, you know, you're doing amazing, try and lose that extra bit of weight. Um, It's really harmful. I think that
2: goes back into what you said earlier about you thought it was the right thing to do. And in in, in that moment in time, you thought it was great. Yeah. You you didn't see anything wrong with it. No, and I think following (laughs)
1: accounts like that made, that idea even, even more yeah. yeah so it was kind of like you know I'm okay because look at all these other people that are doing it and okay, yeah. but then it was also like spurring you on like mm. I I'm not as thin as this person or I don't look as good Feeds, as this person Feeds a or habit, or, doesn't yeah it? definitely um so I think in that sense they were the sort of things that I was kind of watching and yeah. looking at then but um yeah I guess now Social media is even, is even bigger, isn't it? Yeah. And everybody is looking for the unattainable, really, aren't <laughs> they? And
0: I think that is the issue with it as well. I think Instagram's a highlight reel of... Mm. Yeah. I, I-, I-, I yeah. think it's from what I see on social media now like obviously when we were growing up it was very much sort of the catwalk model where you had to be skinny but well na- we didn't really have social media when we were growing well up no, so, <laughs> so, no so it was yeah. just as you say, it was yeah, just it models just and yeah. what you saw in the newspapers or on the TV exactly where I think it's more to do with now where you it's not even about being sort of slim it's about being that real like that defined body, like that gym body Mm. look, which is impossible because 90% of the photos out there are girls with and boys with, or men and women with good bodies, Mm -hmm. but then are filtered to perfection. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's never really the truth. It's always behind... Distortion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always sort of a change, but... But yeah, no, that's I. N- I never actually realised that you followed a um, pro anorexic yeah. page, and it's just
2: horrible to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> but then I think there's there's things for that are out there for nearly everything for everything mm. because yeah. you know, of course, yeah. Th- th- there's probably platforms out there where people have got depression and they're probably comfortable in their p- depression and yeah. Yeah. things like this and.
0: Well, there's a the thing of like even like cyberbullying where people go. Well, but do you know what? Because in inter- in the is so vast nowadays, and it's just so it's uncontrollable, yeah, mm. and you can just corrupt s- just so quickly and obviously, as soon as you attach to something negative but you see in a positive way, you're sort of trapped really for the sort of whole part of it, but no it's mad <laughs> <laughs> social media <laughs> is mad yeah. I think you've just got to be g- the youth
2: growing up have just got to be so careful yeah. H- yeah. how much they take in how much the time they spend on yeah. it don't get me wrong and how
1: much they believe it as yeah. well like what they're actually seeing yeah. like okay yeah all your posts may be amazing but is that real life or have you specifically you know gone to these Picked places that one picture yeah. out of 500 yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I think yeah it's just being realistic about everything yeah Um, yeah Mad, <laughs> 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 I think we're pretty much done, aren't we? Yeah, I think yeah, we've
0: uh, anything else to say, Sophie? No,
1: no, I don't think, think so yeah, no, yeah, points, to
0: be fair. Um, thank you ever so much for coming on and talking about it. It's yeah, really good, thank very you very much. appreciated I've, <laughs> I've, l- I've learned a lot, I good. am, like, especially mm. about I'm st- gonna say it again about the pro <laughs> site. it's just su- it's just Bash such in. a shock, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, thank you ever so much for coming Sorry? on, thanks
1: for having me. Uh,
2: and as normal, uh, if you want to. Find our social media. Uh, if you go on the Facebook, which is Chit Chat Mental Health, um, you'll find all the links to all of our platforms on there. Yeah. Obviously, uh, if you can subscribe and like us on YouTube, that'd be great. That's Chit Chat Mental Health please. as well. <laughs> Pretty please. Uh, <laughs> please and do then it. Yeah, next episode, episode six is called From Depression to Progression with Josh Ty, uh, And that will be out not next Monday, the Monday after. Uh, yeah yeah I've been Jake Grimmer. I've been Johnny Carr and we are over and out.